Beste ervaring. You are listening to That Digital Show APAC, a business podcast presented by Google Cloud to help organizations innovate and grow value in the Asia-Pacific region. Episode 29, Improving Customer Service to Deliver Uninterrupted Connectivity to Indonesians. Today, we'll discuss how MyRepublic is leveraging the latest technologies to help improve support for their customers. Welcome, Park Hendra, to the show. I know CTO of MyRepublic, but perhaps you'd like to introduce yourself to the audience. Thank you, Theo, for having me. My name is Hendra Gunawan. I'm a CTO for MyRepublic Indonesia. Currently, I'm overseeing the network rollout and network planning engineering and also IT division in the company. Brilliant. And in the tradition of the show, what was the last digital download that you made? Well, I just read recently the battle of Wi-Fi and 5G network. So I was reading from the LinkedIn articles from my friend. So he posts about Wi-Fi and 5G in the long run, who will win the battle? And it's a very interesting topic, but it seems that those technology will complement each other eventually. Oh, nice. It's neither a win or a lose, it's a draw, is it? Yes. <laughs> it's yes. a draw in collaboration. <laughs> I like that. Brilliant. Well, I know telco is such a key industry, of course, across APAC, but especially in Indonesia. And MyRepublic, dear to our hearts for those in Singapore, as myself. But tell us a bit about MyRepublic as a company and what your mission is. Yeah, actually, my republic was in Indonesia, Yeah, was established in 2015. And at the beginning, it was a joint ventures with my republic Singapore. And later on, it acquired 100% by Sinarmas Group under Dian Swastika Sentosa since 2019. So we are currently operating now at 17 cities nationwide, covering from Sumatra Island on the western part of Indonesia and Jakarta, greater area, and also several cities in Java Island, and all the way up to Eastern Indonesia at Makassar. So, we recently opened several new branches, like in Pekanbaru, Serang, Cilegon, and soon we'll open new branches also at Kerawang, Solo, and Jambi. So, we are aiming total this year only, we will have at least 20 cities operating in the network. Wow. So, since we first launched our product early in 2015, we are well known in the market for its high-speed product, low latency, robust network, but with affordable price. So we are also always listed in the top ranks of ISP measurement, like speed test, you know speed test, right? Netflix and Steam. My vision for my Republic is to become part of nation and second biggest fiber to the home network provider in Indonesia. And I'm very also proud of Indonesia because my fiance is from there. Oh, and really? uh, recently I was in. <laughs> Congratulations. Thank you. And I proposed in Bali. So wow. near and dear to my heart also. And great to hear your progress. And as one of the largest providers in the market for fiber to home, you mentioned, can you share how you're leveraging technology to support your business? Okay, so since we initially launched our network, we have been using the latest technology available in the market. Our network even already support connection for the next generation passive optical network that can deliver connection to home user up to 10 Gbps. This is a huge leap maybe yeah, for some providers. Absolutely. We need that in Singapore. I'm pretty sure mine is only 2 Gbps and that's the fastest that I could oh, I get. <laughs> I hope I'm not. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah. that's blazing fast. <laughs> yes, yes. At least our network is ready, but our product still under development for that. 
So we have been uh, supported. Yeah, we have been supported by world-class vendors to supply our core network equipments and large-scale network equipment such as Cisco, F5, Huawei, ZTE, and Fiberhome. PON Passive Optical Network. I learn something new every day. That's yes, why I love my right. job. Yes. And with so many different arms to the business, what are the key challenges that you're facing daily, and how are you addressing them? So currently, because we are in the middle of massive network rollout, we are rolling out in more or less 14 areas. Yeah. Now, so our main challenge now is a permit from local government. So because when we deploy the, the poles, cables, we have to lay the cables underground or also aerial network. So we need to have a special permit from local government in order to roll out our network. So this is the main challenges, I think. I hear you. Government's so key. Of course, Singapore government brilliant at helping keep things efficient and Indonesia doing a great job as well. So as far as digital transformation, can you tell us a bit about the foundation that you've set up in order for that to take place seamlessly? So currently, we even we deploy our own private cloud using uh, technology from Google's Kubernetes. So we, we have been using that one since last three years. This is our foundation for stacking up our applications. We have done a lot of automation in the network and a lot of in-house development to support our network rollout, network operations, and even HR. We've been deploying the, some application on top of uh, Kubernetes. And in terms of automation, can you share how MyRepublic embraces that in your everyday journey? Yeah, this is a very interesting question, Theo. I think we have a lot of development in, in-house. For example, when customers uh, travel ticketing uh, to our network, what we want is to have a system that there is no gap between customer and our technician. So as if the customers can order directly to the technician seamlessly whenever or wherever they have problems. So we have built some kind of automation that detects what is the problem, verify is it really the problem, and if that one is really problem, and we can inform the available resource of the technician to the customers. So from customer point of view, it will be a very seamless, like a private technician for them. So they can instruct and order whenever they want. But in background, of course, we do some checking analysis. We have done a lot of automation for that. And when we inform the technician about the problem, we also give them a brief or a summary of the problem. So they know what to do before come to the customers. When I was growing up, my father taught me that if you want to have a successful business, you can cut out the middleman. Learn how to cut out the, the middleman. I think you're doing that with your customers and technicians, putting them yes, together. Yes, yes, yes. Brilliant service. Because yeah, we have a very limited resource of team, yeah, and then we have to make it uh, the system that can scale up to a certain level that can support the business process. Absolutely. It sounds like white glove service there for your customers. That's brilliant. As far as your internal processes and day-to-day operations, I understand recently you had a migration experience to SAP. How has that been for your business and how have you benefited? Yeah, for the SAP, this is also very interesting thanks to Google. When we migrate to Google SAP, this is very fruitful for us. It brings us more or less 50% of CapEx investment. This immediately get rid of our problems because previously we deploy in our bare metal servers and it has issues with capacity, latency, and also the hardware support from the vendors. So when they become obsolete, expired, we have to renew the hardware and so on. 
And the good thing from SAP from Google is you have tools to migrate. This is very easy for us to migrate the database, the information into the Google Cloud SAP. So thanks to Google, and this is very fruitful for us. And surprisingly, the performance also better than the private cloud. Thank you for saying that, and we didn't rehearse that, so I do I do appreciate it certainly. But I'm glad that that's been uh, been a reasonably smooth process for you. And talking a bit more about customer service, obviously you just mentioned how you you sort of connect your customers to your technicians, but. I think something else that I've seen about My Republic is that after-sales service and really priding yourselves on that. Other than that technician piece, could you share a bit more about how you're using technology particularly to ensure that great customer experience? Yeah, so we have been developing some in-house tools here using Python and also some applications like Redis. But we, we have been using some, yeah, we call it DevOps to, to automate many things. For example, when we detect there is a complaint from the, from the customer, from our omnichannel, from WhatsApp, Telegram, even Instagram. We detect automatically the customer ID. And based on that customer ID, we, we search all information about that customer in the network. We deep dive the network and checking network one by one. And we do some analysis, more, more or less to maybe some kind of artificial intelligence. Yeah. We collect a lot of information in that and after that, we make some decision or oh, this is categorized as massive problem or single problem or many things. So after that, we can deliver the problem to the right person who will handle this problem to solve it. That sounds incredible. Like any good Sherlock Holmes, you want to get all of the data so that you can make an informed decision and obviously action for your customers, which sounds brilliant. Can you share an example then of, of how you're able to use the coordinates network to support customers. Because I know, obviously, all across Asia, there's a problem with outages, right? So how do you handle that in the event of an outage to support Yeah, uh, yeah this is very critical, yeah. Because since, since the first beginning of rollout, we have to make sure that the data information is accurate. Because we, we are really rely on the latitude and longitude of the location of the customers. The, this GPS coordinate will be used by our team to where to deploy the, the technician. So if the, the location is wrong, then we will send wrong address to the technicians. And we, we also have some kind of road automation where the technicians should go first based on the shortest path from the point of where the technician working. So we have some kind of algorithm to make shortest path to the customers. So basically just least path resistance and absolute efficiency and everything. I love that. So efficiency is the name of the game and uh, obviously solving things as quickly as possible and doing everything you can. As far as cloud technology now or in the future, how are you looking at in terms of AI or or other areas that you're pushing the boundaries of, of technology in the business? Yes, yes. This is also a very interesting topic that we, we have been discussing with Google's, with my team also. My goal is to have a churn predictions, how we can detect potential churns coming from customers. So if we have this kind of data, we can approach the customer before they churn. So because we see that there is some kind of pattern for several customers where they are tend to churns, we can give them a promotion or maybe relaxation for payment and so on. 
and also we, we, we also need some kind of AI to detect GIS information of home so we can know where is the right product for which area so we need AI I think to distinguish the boundary between high consumers or mid consumer or low consumers so because it's currently in Indonesia more or less there are 16 million home pass so very very populated area and a lot of data needs to be checked so I think we need AI for this you said 16 million home pass yes correct It's just mind-blowing how AI is touching so many areas. It's a brave new world that we're living in. Even being at Google, it's incredible just seeing the sheer scale of how AI can touch industries. And as far as other plans for, for moving forward, how are your plans looking for expansion? So currently, we are in the middle also for tendering process. We are targeting to upgrade our network capacity three times from now. So hopefully, it can be deployed on early next years because we are in currently in rapid rollout so we are keep expanding our network as well so my target is for next year is around 40 cities so hopefully we can achieve the target and yeah, let's see how can this bring to success and we are commit to build at least 3 million home pass for the next three years we have been back up with uh, Uh, Sinarmas group to deploy the, the network and also being supported by our vendors like Cisco, Huawei and ZTE also Fiber Home. Wow, so you're going from 20 cities I think you said earlier to expanding to 40, right? So basically right, yes. 200%, 200% expansion, brilliant. That's uh, super exciting times. As a telco company, I know, um, for example, like Indonesia is famous for the SMB business, right? The sheer amount of enterprise, entrepreneurs building small and medium-sized companies. So, yeah, I imagine with your rapid growth in Indonesia, your services are really needed and used by everyone from individuals all the way to SMBs to, to large corporations. With such a large customer base, what are your views on sustainability and how is my republic doing a greener approach to your future? Yeah, this is also a very interesting question. So currently, because we are in Sinarmas group of technology, we have Moratel as our backbone providers. We have Sinarmas and IBS as a... We have been using their POP premises to, to deploy also our equipments. So for this synergy, we have been saving a lot of investment. This will also impact to the greener features because we have been using what we already have deployed and synergy between companies. And when we are talking about sustainability, we also select the right equipment. Like for example, our OLT is using heat exchangers rather than air conditioning. So we have reduced a lot of power needed for the OLT. So maybe it's just small amount of powers to exchange the heat from hot to cold. So I think this is one of initiative that we have done so far for uh, greener features. I love that. And let's all get to carbon neutral as soon as we can. I think the events of this year, the global warming in Europe this year, the heat waves that we have every day here in Asia, but <laughs> in Jakarta and Singapore, but certainly Europe's not used to. So I think all these things will help. Well, we've pretty much come to the end, Pak Kendra. No time would fly, but any last things you'd want to share or any anything that's exciting you right now? Thank you for having me, actually. This is a very good opportunity for my republic to introduce our visions and our plan ahead. 
Thank you, Theo, for having me. It's been great. And here's to MyRepublic's continual expansion through Indonesia and, of course, all across the region and indeed the world. Park Hendra, it's been a privilege having you on the show and look forward to hearing more of your great progress. Thanks again. Mm-hmm.